Welcome to Goodwill Talk. We're so glad you're here today. At Goodwill Talk, you'll get to know your pastors, hear answers to your questions, gain biblical perspective on things going on in the world, and most of all, grow in your love for Jesus and the Bible. Let's listen in to today's conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to Goodwill Talk. It is great to be with you today. My name is Marcus Ortega. I'm one of your pastors. And as always, I am joined by my co-host, Jessica Kilduff. How are you doing, Jess? I am great You're today. Gr- you had a new experience I today. did. I did. over. Well, not over COVID, just before, like four months before COVID. I, I became a woman of a certain age. I see. I turned 40. Yes. And because of, of COVID and all of the things that that kind of put off schedule, I got my first mammogram today. Is that and it a- was fine. So what do I, I don't know what to say to that. Do I say <laughs> You say congratulations and I, I hope say, everything is, is clear. It congratulations or condolences. Sure, I don't uh, know. No, I don't think it condolences, but no, it's just, you know, normal it's, routine, just keeping things checked on. At, at, listen, we're talking about health. Yeah. We're, and and so this is why I feel like it's appropriate to just say physical health also matters. Yeah. Getting yourself checked up. You gotta take care also of yourself. Matters. So you got your first mammogram. Yeah, it was not that bad. People shouldn't be so scared. Okay. No. And and is there a celebration to this, like cookies or cupcakes or I was pie? Gonna, I was gonna stop and get myself an ice cream, but I didn't have lunch, so I got <laughs> so I got Taco Bell instead. So maybe a crunch wrap is the is mammogram this, Taco is Bell this celebration <laughs> on the way home. You get your your crunch wrap. Okay. Well, listen, that's uh, free marketing for but Taco whatever. Bell, so they better they better pony up for that one. <laughs> um, we are joined again. We promised this last week, and, and Pastor Say just had to sit through a mammogram. You're welcome for that conversation. <laughs> Don't but, um, mention it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's fine. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, we are joined again by Pastor Jose and his wonderful wife, Kim Rodriguez. How are the two of you doing? We're doing good. Hey, thanks for having us back. Yeah. You're, 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 you're this welcome. This is great. I, I love fun, podcasts. Yeah. Have you ever done this before, Kim? No, I haven't done it. Are, are you enjoying this? I can I, tell. I am. I am. Did you really ever have excited. like a dream of being on radio? We know that uh, DJ no. Taco did. But... Yeah, DJ Taco. No, but no. I've actually... <laughs> Not been, really. I've been, actually been talking about it uh, with some people who have encouraged me to maybe do a podcast. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. So Your voice is very just, nice to listen it's to. It's really I, nice I, to be is. here. I'm excited. Yeah. Thank it's you. It's a nice, yeah. calming... It's like so sweet and pleasant... <laughs> Thank it's a you. great AM radio Jose, voice. Jose, did you hear that? My voice is sweet. <laughs> Probably one of the things that attracted me to you. Well, way to go with it, Jose. That's well. That is a absolutely. That is a man who's You're been married past- for decades. Uh, yes, uh-huh. he has. How many decades? How long have the two of you been together? Twenty-nine years. We just celebrated our anniversary. Twenty-nine yeah. years married. Thirty-four. Thirty-four been together. together. Yeah. Thirty-four. Wow. wow. And you know when our first date was? April, April Fools. Fools. <laughs> so we were just, like, yeah, if this doesn't work out, it could just be like a big a, joke. A joke. Yes. <laughs> I know we don't believe in karma, but if karma was a thing, that's just like flying right in the face of it. Yeah. You're like, you know what? If it can't get us, it can't get us here. Yeah. It, we're going to prove it and, wrong. And so, and so here's, the, here's the thing, you know, we're all about sharing the gospel and hope. And so, you know, people were taking bets that we wouldn't make it past a year. 
And so oh, this no. is what the what trans... What kind of a monster but takes here's, a bet? But here's the thing. This is what People the trans... People that love you, supposedly. Yeah. <laughs> the transformative power of the gospel message does to two broken individuals who should not be sitting where we are today. That's well, all about Jesus. Well, and this is an important part of your story, and this is the topic mm-hmm. of our conversation today. Recovery is is important part to who you are. Um, and I wonder if we can just uh, briefly touch on the reason Celebrate Recovery as a program is so important to, to, both, of to both of you. Um, so prior to um, being devoted to God or even thinking about becoming a pastor, um, you know, my life choices led me down a road where I found myself um, bankrupt, addicted, um, and totally alienated from my family. And back in 1989, it seems like a long time ago, right? Mm-hmm. I, were you guys even born? <laughs> I was 10. I was, wow. I was three. Oh, and Jeff, Jeff was, was not. A Jeff was a fresh little eye. baby. I was just born. Yeah, he's exactly 10, like almost to the day, 10 years younger than me. Really? So it's easy for me to remember. Yeah, uh, wow. we're both born in November, 10 years apart. Did you ever, I know that you're telling a really important yeah. story here and yeah. now we're playing games, <laughs> but hold on, Jess, did you ever babysit for Jeff? No. Were you ever his babysitter? No, no, no. Because no. that'd be hysterical. You're the, she's the right age for a 17-year-old to be babysitting a seven-year-old. It's not outside the realm of possibility, young one. Sorry. No, I was right. probably living in the woods. That's a, that's a story for a different <laughs> oh, podcast. That's, oh, we have to that's tell that story, story at some point. Podcast. All right. Anyway, continue your story. So, 1989. So those life choices led me um, to um, walking through the doors of NA, Nakata Synonymous, and um, and while there, um, I learn what it was to live a clean and sober life. Mm-hmm. And, and through that journey, um, I discovered in reference to who I was and, and what made Jose tick. Um, and as I continue to um, work the program of AA and NA, I mean, it's... Um, you know, back then, the program was just much more rigid than what it is today. Um, you know, the terms that we would use were different. In other words, you were a drug addict. You was an alcoholic. Um, the behaviors that a drug addict um, exhibited was what we identified as your dope fiending. And, um, and, and, and the people in recovery were just as harsh, right? And, and I think it was that way only because people who struggle with drugs um, know how to manipulate, right? And it's really a program of, if you want help, the help's here for you, right? So, so I got that basic understanding of recovery. And then as my relationship with God grew, um, we found ourselves here at Goodwill Church and and after a few years, Pastor John um, mentioned, hey, we are going to be starting a new ministry, Celebrate Recovery, right? And Celebrate Recovery pretty much tears down all the boundaries 
where AA and NA are very um, specific. You talk about alcohol, and that's it. You talk about drugs, and that's it. But when you come to celebrate recovery, you can talk about anything, any hurts, habits, and hangups. So initially, my stigma of not wanting to get involved was that I really didn't want to hear, and maybe this is my immaturity back then, um, people struggling with any of their sexual addictions because then I would have to engage with them outside of recovery, right? And I've just, so it took me a while, you know, to even consider um, getting involved in Celebrate Recovery. And mm. so the person who was leading Celebrate Recovery with Pastor John back then had a moral failure. And then I found out that Pastor John was the one leading it and I felt like, boy, that must be hard for the group. <laughs> you know, have you have your senior oh. pastor sitting over you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's kind of yeah. awkward. I yeah. get that. You know, and, and Pastor John was dealing with his own what he would identify his anger issues, and um, so that was his kind of connection. But he really just wanted to provide a ministry that can um, broadly help. Um, those that are suffering. And so I believe Celebrate Recovery has been here at Goodwill Church, I would say about 17 years. Wow. And it's, I mean, the program itself is only about 25 years old. So 30. It actually cel 30. celebrates just, 30 okay. wow. this year. So I, it's I, a national program. It's yes. not just something that we do here. Right, right, right. Okay. right. Mm -hmm. Kim, you have your own journey towards Celebrate Recovery. Yeah. So... Um, my role with Celebrate Recovery here at the church is I support my husband. Um, I have my own recovery story. I was 20 years old, addicted. Uh, I was trying to fill a hole uh, as a result of my trauma. And, uh, you know, I didn't realize I was trying to fill it with drugs and alcohol. And I wound up in detox and rehab and I never looked back, you know, I've got, well, whatever is it, 1985, September 1985, I went into treatment and wow. I haven't used, I have long-term recovery. Praise God. And three years later, I met Jose in a Narcotics Anonymous <laughs> meeting. And, uh, you know, we never looked back from that point, you awesome. know? So um, I really support Jose and what he's doing here in Celebrate Recovery. Celebrate Recovery is different because um, in the AA, Narcotics Anonymous, let's say you had an eating uh, issue, you know, there's Overeaters Anonymous, there's Gamblers Anonymous, there's all different kinds, there's so much, but they always leave it up to the higher power. And in Celebrate Recovery, you know, that is not left to chance. You know, we talk about Christ. Christ is your savior. He is the transformative power in your life, you know? So so one of the things that you bring out here that I, I really think is important is when we talk about when we talk about celebrate recovery, we're not only talking about those who are going through addiction. Right. Um your um your journey here is one who is in support of a family member who is leading this program. Mm -hmm. But also, let me, I guess I can just ask, 
Celebrate Recovery, is it a place for family members who have addiction in their families as, and they're not necessarily the ones who have sus substance use disorder themselves? Right, so um, I think the better picture to paint in this journey of recovery is, is that when somebody struggles, whether it's with alcohol, drugs, um, any disorder, eating, gambling, workaholism, right. you know, anything, right? Shopping. The, the family member, the extended family member um, starts to unknowingly mm -hmm. enable the person who str struggles. And what happens is a specific dance is created within the family nucleus. And that dance is about how to support the person struggling. And, and what happens is the person who's a family member um, loses their identity, mm -hmm. loses who they are in support of their loved one who's suffering. Mm -hmm. And usually the idea is, is that if I don't do this, um, how am I showing my Christian love and support, right? And a lot of times there's a level of embarrassment. Um, they don't want the big secret to get out, yeah, you know, um, sometimes a person who's struggling might be an elder in the church or a deacon or somebody who's, who's heading up a ministry. So, so there's this big deception that's going on. But when you start to do this one, two, 10 years, um, the abnormal becomes normal. And, and part of it is, just addressing it and peeling back the layers, right? We didn't get here overnight. And, and usually it takes the person who's either struggling with the addiction to hit rock bottom and say, okay, I need help. Or the family member says, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I'm going to get help, mm -hmm. right? Um, somebody has to give up the end of the rope in the tug of war. Yeah. Right. And, and all of a sudden, at that moment is where the recovery process can start. Right. Um, but, but again, um, recovery today looks much different than when I went through recovery many years ago. Um, you know, with Celebrate Recovery, and here's the, the blessing, is that somebody might come in with um, a drug issue. And then a year later on, they're dealing with a family issue from 10 years ago. And then two years later, they're dealing with anger. That's a result of that family issue, which is a result of why they drank, right? So all of a sudden, you're looking at a holistic program of how God is restoring an individual, right? So that's the blessing when you're in recovery for 30 plus years and you see somebody transform in front of your eyes. You know, it's, it's amazing. Well, because it's never one thing, right? You know, it's always a, a combination or one thing that drew you to another that put you into another, right? And you know, the spiral. Do you just have? Do you have experience of of C, CR in your church? I mean, you've been here for ten plus years, um, but growing up, oh, celebrate it, recovery wasn't really a thing yet. So, what did churches do? Are you saying I'm old? With that? I'm, I'm just only saying you already. <laughs> We started this episode <laughs> clearly telling folks. I'm 41. Yeah. So <laughs> you predate 
celebrate recovery. So I'm just curious, like what you predate outside, outside of wow. Tippy toe, Pastor Marcos. We are You have we, the senior senior pastor. We have developed a friendship where I can just straight call her out. <laughs> yeah. That's She's fine. getting old. So um <laughs> oh my. Anyway, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm curious. That's okay. No, uh, so I don't have experience um, from any previous churches uh, that had any, any sort of of ministry like this that I knew of. So I would assume it didn't it didn't exist. And I don't have a lot of experience with Celebrate Recovery here. I've been to uh, the beginning of a meeting with someone just because I kind of introduced them to it, but okay. then wanted them to feel free that. They didn't sure. have me yeah. there. Sure. But, um, so that's kind of all the experience I have. I don't even know really, like, what do you expect when you come to a meeting? Because all I all I did was kind of the initial, like, somebody was sitting in the room and like, hi, this is so-and-so, this is so-and-so. See you later, bye. Yeah. Right, so what to expect? Um, so the way um, recovery is set up here is um, you, you come, you sit, you're greeted, by someone from Celebrate Recovery. Um, there's a moment of prayer. We worship God. Um, God is the center of our ministry at Celebrate Recovery. Um, there is a, um, a strict lesson guide that we follow um, from January through December, where every other week we're going through a lesson and eventually it will carry us through the entirety of the program, all 12 steps. And, um, and, and through that, we're hearing the testimonies of different individuals uh, that reflect the specific step that we are on in order of how that step impacted their lives when they went through that step. And so a lot of times it might feel like, but didn't we just do this last year? Um, but recovery is a, is a program of repetitive information. It's a program where it identifies that we are people that lack discipline and we need that sense of structure. And, and that structure is the very thing that allows us to do the work of doing an inventory, of looking at those areas in our lives. Because the drinking and the drugging is the final step of our actions, usually there's a whole slew of other issues in our lives. And when they become overwhelming, we want to mask them. We want to not feel them. So we want to drown them out. And, and usually if we started drinking at a very early age, um, we learn that, hey, this will allow me not to feel that, whether it's shame, guilt, whatever it is. And, and, and in using these substance, it will give me what I would call magic muscles of dealing with whatever um, life issue is in front of me. And, um, but what happens is somebody then takes that survival tool at a very early age and they never grow out of it. So here they are at 20, 25, and they're still behaving like a nine, 10, 12 year old. Yeah. So when people come in, they start to address these hangups, even these deep-seated ones. Um, people who have been through something like NA or AA, you went through NA and you still found a lot of help in CR. Um, 
walk through folks who feel like they've already kind of been through it, don't need it. Why do you think CR is still something that they could really benefit from? Right. So I'm, I'm going to say this, right. Um, I think Kim can help answer that question, right? Because, um, she tends to refer a lot of people at times to CR, mm -hmm. right? And, but she also has a very well um, working knowledge of the secular programs. And when I say secular, AA or NA. Sure. Well, let me, let me ask this, because that's interesting. Is okay. CR, is Celebrate Recovery, kind of an official thing that people at ADAC will absolutely. refer people to? Okay. Yeah. You so know, it's at that same level of quality. Well, we, we absolutely... And, you know, you have to be, meet people where they are. So if you're a faith-filled person and you're feeling like, yeah, I'm not quite sure if AA is for me and whatever, or NA or whatever it is that you're dealing with, you know, hey, here's another option for you. Why don't you try Celebrate Recovery? Um, you know, it's it's whatever's going to be most helpful for them. And so we always we always leave room for that. Sure. And so, you know, with your understanding of these different organizations, mm -hmm. someone who's been through an AA or an NA, right. why should they also consider going through Celebrate Recovery? So, so here's the thing, you know, um, I just want to clarify a couple of things. So, you know, some individuals, and I don't want us to get hung up on when we're talking about Celebrate Recovery, I don't want us to get hung up on alcohol or drugs specifically celebrate recovery is about your hurt your habit your hang up it's your coping skill that maybe isn't the best coping skill so let's let's take alcohol and drugs out of the way because a lot of people are like oh you know, i don't have i don't have that problem i don't have that problem i'm not like them Okay, yeah. but I come home and I play video games for five hours a day but so I, I can avoid yeah. my family. Or oh, I, or I, or be. there's four hundred boxes greeting me from QVC and Amazon, right? Right. Or I'm compulsively overeating at night after dinner when I'm home and I'm lonely. Right. And my coping skill is I'm eating cookie dough. I'm not talking about myself personally. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say, I feel a little bit called out right now. That's all right. You know, but so so, so every, it's for every, everybody has some something right. that they could benefit so from. What is your what is your coping skill that is potentially getting in the way of your life? Right. Yeah. That that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Mm. And the other thing I want to talk about is here's the thing with uh, use. And so shopping use, gambling use, whatever you want to do it, however you want to say it. There's a couple of things. We have abstinence, right? You, you don't use, you don't utilize unhealthy coping skills, whatever they are for whatever reason, right? You're pretty much absent. You're staying the course, you're living your life. Then there's non-problematic use. So maybe every once in a while you compulsively shop a little too much. Six months go by, maybe you do it again. Maybe you go to a cousin's wedding, you have a drink. It's not a big deal. And then you move forward in your life. Then there's abuse. A situation happens in your life. Somebody you love gets a really bad medical diagnosis. You 
get fired from a job that you thought you were rocking and you know you, it was just really unexpected um you know a, a situation happens in your life and you find that your coping skill is you're shopping at midnight and you're getting all this stuff and all of a sudden you're not able to pay your mortgage right um you're drinking and you forgot to pick up your kids at school because you were drinking with your girlfriends in the afternoon or something is going on. And so a few months have gone by and then somebody says to you, Hey, what's, what's happening here? Like what's going on? Maybe somebody you love has passed away. And all of a sudden you realize, well, my value system, what I have always leaned on, um, my behaviors, you know, I'm, compulsively overeating and I'm eating pizza every day and now I can't get out of bed. And so I'm realizing my values, my behaviors and my values aren't. So for some people, you know, those three non-problematic abstinence abuse, you know, we can float through those things. What we're talking about now is what happens when you cross that invisible line and you can't stop shopping, and you have a hundred grand in credit card debt. What happens yeah. when you start drinking a bottle of wine by yourself every night, or you can't stop eating? Uh-huh. So where do you go for help? You know, you're a believer, maybe you are embarrassed or whatever. You come to celebrate recovery. It's about your hurt, habit, and hang-up, and it's about being with people who get it, who understand, because you have now, the addiction is now in its place, right? And it's now running the show. And you need some extra help with it. And that is what the church is geared up for here, through the love, the transformative power of Christ. And so Jose can talk more about what that looks like. Did I answer your question in a really long roundabout way? It was, I'm sorry. Absolutely, that was great. (laughs) Right, so here, I'll I'll say this, right? Um, Right, so as pastors... We want to provide opportunities for individuals to um, use the giftings that God has given them in the church, right? So I have always wanted um, every individual that was going to do ministry to be able to go through Celebrate Recovery because then at the end of Celebrate Recovery, what you would have is an individual who would be balanced in their lives as they are serving God, right? And in other words, have you ever met somebody doing ministry who is just miserable? Yes. Right? No. Right? And, and, no. And, and you it's ask like those it, annoying people. And, 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 you, and, and you ask yourself... EGRs, extra grace required, right? Why, yes. why are you doing this? If if you're just so grumpy, yes, right. Or it's like, are you doing it because you feel the obligation to do it? But you know what? You're impacting all these other people around you, and 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 you're just miserable, right? So so again, celebrate recovery allows individuals to resolve their resentments, resolve their most of their past issues because you're always working on something. Right, because God is always revealing more and more, um, and but then you have a well-balanced individual 
who is serving and somebody who's not so super critical if you say to them hey by the way you see the way you did this it'd be a little bit better if you did it like this and also they're not all hurt or broken that hey you know what you told me to do something differently you, you know it's everybody's so sensitive today mm-hmm. and it's only because of things they haven't resolved mm-hmm. right so so we as a church should be not um, enabling that. We as a church should not be walking on eggshells, right? Um, we are individuals that should be addressing issues as they present themselves. And, and here, right, so Celebrate Recovery identifies hurts, habits, and hangups, right? Mm-hmm. And you ask yourself, well, who has those? Everybody. Everybody. Right. Right, so, so then I ask myself, boy, I should have more people here on a Friday night, <laughs> right? But, right, there's that stigma, Right? Most people, like Kim said earlier, they think it's about alcohol and drugs. And really, it's about how can we help you identify those issues in your life, resolve them, where you know clearly in your mind when you say to yourself, I know what I placed at the foot of the cross that God's blood, Jesus' blood, covers, and I don't have to pick that up again because right. it's resolved. Right? It's, that's, you're set free. Yeah. Very empowering. So if somebody wanted to start going, you said that they do, like if you say for a year that they've gone through all of the curriculum. Right. So you really could just commit. Like if you were a person who wasn't, what like what did you say? There was the three areas of where like it's super impacting your life. But if you were a person yeah. who's just kind of you know f- floats between the the yeah. three, you still could benefit well, from so here, attending. Here's what I want to here's what I want to say, and I'm glad you made that point because I started thinking about it when Jose was just talking. Don't wait until it gets right that bad, right? Or you're saying, well, it's not that bad. Yeah, but it it probably wouldn't take much. Yeah, so catch it before that you know if you're feeling uncomfortable come check it out here's what i like to tell people try something three times you know what you don't know who's there you don't know what it smells like looks like who's around what's going on i Mm -hmm. feel uncomfortable i don't know if i like you do you like me what the heck's going on come back again okay, I kind of like these people. Wait, I don't like the way this smells. I'm not sure if I like what they're saying, but they're validating me. I feel I'm identifying. Okay, okay. Third time. Yeah, I feel good here. I feel safe. I feel like everything I'm saying is being held in confidence or you know what? This isn't for me. You know, then at least, you know, you know, you know, but that first time you can't make a decision after just showing up one time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had talked, I mean, before COVID, before any of this, we had talked about the idea of what would it, what would it look like for the whole church to go through Celebrate Recovery together? I would love that. Um, now we've been through a pandemic. Mm-hmm. We are all collectively traumatized. <laughs> yeah, collective trauma um, for sure. Nobody made it out. Just peachy king. Like, that's no not a thing. Yeah. So I wonder, Jose, is it? Is there a way for us, and this is in, in future conversation, future planning, as we talk about healing together as a church, is this something that the whole church should seriously consider going through? See, it's, um, I think, celebrate recovery, right? It, there are individuals that need to go through the whole program, but then there are individuals that just need part of the program, right? Um, 
And, and, and I'm not saying that that's how the program is designed, but when I look at people and where they're at, a lot of times, even in my ongoing counseling appointments, I'm applying recovery principles to these conversations, mm-hmm. right? So if somebody's full of resentment, right, it's like there's no better way than the, the layout of working through a resentment than what's laid out in recovery, right? Um, here, I'll go through it real quick, right? And, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's good right, stuff. Right, because, good I, stuff. I, because I believe um, if you want to work through a resentment, we need tools and we need guidelines, right? And, and one of the things you have to ask yourself, um, are you resentful? And then in answering that question, that's a very one-sentence question because if you make it a paragraph, it's already too confusing. Right? It's mm-hmm. got to be simple. And then when you answer that, then the next question is, well, how does that affect me? How does it affect me as a person, a son, a spouse? How does that affect me as the provider? How does that affect me in relationship to God? Right? And usually, as you start to answer those questions, you start to see a common thread right, in most of your resentments. Next question you ask yourself, where am I fearful? Where am I selfish? Where am I being dishonest? And you'll start to hear that this resentment that started, I'm upset with you, all these questions have to do about me because I can't change you, right? I can't change the person I'm mad at. I can only change how I'm responding. And then I I come to a place of understanding that I'm upset 95% of the time because I have an expectation that hasn't been met. And then I ask myself, well, does my expectation line up with God's expectation? And usually the answer is no, right? That means I'm trying to play God. I'm trying to control the situation. I'm trying to will my desire upon an individual. So the first thing I got to do is, Lord, forgive me. And... And then is the next time this situation comes up, what would be a healthy response? What would be my corrective measure? Why? Because we're people of repetitive patterns. It doesn't matter the people who are in our lives. We're going to respond the same way. Right? It's like sometimes we go, oh, I'm Italian. Oh, I'm Hispanic. As if we're going to behave different. No, we are a fallen human being and we be- behave the same way. And then once God, through prayer, gives me that information, before I even do anything, I then share that with somebody to make sure, hey, am I thinking right? Am I on the right path here? And if I have to make amends, I make an amends. And, and then at that moment, it is resolved. Right? It isn't something that lingers. It isn't something that when I have an issue with that same person, I go, but remember when you did that? Because I never bring it back up because I'm dealing with just this issue in front of me. And, and again, and if we collectively can learn how to do that one thing, it would help so many of us, not only at church, at home, at work, you know, because it's a way that we can literally start our day all over again. Right? Instead of allowing that moment to hijack us. And, and you know what? It's, there's no better feeling than being free 
from the things that haunt us in our minds, right? Because again, the using piece, that's just the final act, mm. right? It's really what happens in our mind and that creates all of the issues that we tend to have, yeah. So if people want more information about Celebrate Recovery, they have a website, they can go there. Um, but if they want to join a Celebrate Recovery group, um, we've got one going. Where, where are our groups and what's the goal down the road? Right, so we meet in New Paltz on Thursdays at seven o'clock. Right now there's a men's group that meets there. So the format is that there's a teaching for one hour and then after that they break up into a small group. And if there was women, the women would meet individually. And then on Friday in Montgomery, we meet here at seven. Um, there's two groups, men and women. And again, we have a teaching for an hour and then we break up into small groups. Our hope is to be able to have another one in Port Jervis, but we need leaders, mm -hmm. right? So, so here's my call to everybody who's out there. So if you have experienced any kind of recovery in AA and NA, if it's even with um, overeating, um, any kind of recovery, um, and you're interested in this Christ-centered 12-step program, um, contact the church. Um, you can call us at 845-457-5959 or just um, send us an email at info at goodwillchurch.org and we will be able to connect with you. And here's the thing. Um, if you spend a little bit of time going through the program of Celebrate Recovery, um, you can make certain adjustments with the program you already have gone through and in one shape or form, God then redeems the work that you have done. And then you can use um, your experience, strength, and hope to be able to help another individual um, who might be suffering from the very thing that you were suffering from. So this is, this is one of those uh, kind of like a, a keystone program that we want at all of our locations. It's needed everywhere. Uh, you know, I, I serve in Beacon and Duchess. It's deeply needed there. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're interested in being a part of, of attending or leading, please let us know. Please yeah. get involved. It is, we, we want both men and women to lead and to participate. The, you know, we're talking hurts, habits, and hangups. Some of these hurts are traumatic. Some of them are sexually traumatic. We need to have the men and women in different places just so that it's safe. And right. we, we want you to know that this is a safe program for you to be able to go to. And it is as good, as, if not better, than any of the secular alternatives out there. And so please reach out. Please um, join us for Celebrate Recovery. Go through it yourself if you feel like you need it. Even if you feel like you might need it in the future, do it now. Yeah. Um, thank you, Jose. Thank you, Kim, for being with us thank today. Thank you for having us. Great yeah. to have you back. Yeah. Um, we are so excited to uh, to be able to talk about this, and we're going to do this again every season. We're going to touch on mental health in some way. So you'll be hearing from Kim, from Jose, from other mental health uh, experts, addiction experts as we go throughout Goodwill Talk. Until then, this has been Season 7, Episode 6 of Goodwill Talk, and we will see you again next week. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you like our show, please leave us a five-star rating, write a review, and be sure to tell your friends to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. 
Check out our episode notes for links to our church website and any resources shared on this episode. Editing and sound design by Jeff DeMatti. Marcos Ortega wrote this episode. Our executive producers are Mikey Antonucci, Jeff DeMatti, and Tracy Johnson. Your co-hosts are Pastor Marcos Ortega and Jessica Kilduff. A special thanks to Goodwill Church for supporting this show so we may provide it to you, our listeners, for free. Let's talk again next week 